Captain Fellow at the City of Wildwood Fire Department. We responded out here on a dual engine response with Squad 3 and Ladder 2 for a report of grill fire in the rear of the building. Uh, in route, dispatch advised that the neighbor reported that the owner extinguished the fire prior to our arrival. We arrived, met with the homeowner, went back to check on the grill, and uh, the steak was well done. Um, no need for our services, so uh, Ladder 2 and Squad 3 took up and returned to quarters. I honestly think that we're so family oriented here and such a tight knit community. Um, you know, we don't just go on a run and just go on a run. Like we go on a run and we know that person or somebody within our department knows that person and then they're automatically family. We get there, we do whatever we have to do to mitigate the problem, the medical emergency, whatever it is and then we go above and beyond. If we have to, you know, close up the windows because, you know, they were taking them to the hospital or let's make sure we pack that extra bag of stuff that they might need to go to the hospital or, you know, call their loved one and say, hey, we're taking mom or we're taking grandma to the hospital. It's, it's more of we're very family oriented and very community oriented and it definitely shows within all the members here, especially when we're out on, in public. Right. And as you've seen tonight, you know, kids are coming up, families are coming up, they're talking to us, everybody's interacting, we're not ignoring them. You know, we, we want to we provide a, a great service and we want them to continue to come back to Wildwood and enjoy our community like we do. Cap, how did this all start for you? I mean, how did you end up getting involved in fire service to begin with? So, um, my dad was a volunteer right back here in West Wildwood. Um, I graduated high school. I went away to college for a year. I actually wanted to be a cop. I was doing criminal justice and I came back and I actually started in the police department for one year writing tickets. And um, the guys over here kept saying, hey, why don't you uh, take your EMT? Because I was already a volunteer fireman back in West Wildwood. And I was like, ah, they're like, come on, take your EMT, come over here, blah, blah, blah. So came over here at like 19 years old, started working part-time, just like a lot of these young yeah. guys are doing now, and um, took the test. Uh, years ago, a couple guys were injured, were out on, you know, uh, not like a, it, just out on injury. Right. And, um, I was able to be plugged in and I was actually working full-time hours for almost two years. Wow. And then I took the test, came out and, um, you know, they picked me up in 2005, I got hired. What type of transition have you seen, you know, since, uh, since that time? So it's, it, the, the transition's been, uh, very, very different to where when I came into the firehouse, it was come in, do your job and be quiet, mm -hmm. go out in the engine room. Now today it's, you know, you tell the guys, tell the girls, you know, got to do this, got to do that. And then it's like, next thing you know, you see them, they're over here joking in the corner, which, you know, it's, it's all good, but it's definitely different generational wise. Oh, absolutely. Um, technology wise. Um, I mean, there's so much more information now, mm -hmm. literally in the palm of your hand that um, it's definitely a good thing. Right. And it's also sometimes a bad thing because I think sometimes people don't see the stuff that they have to absolutely do right in front of them mm -hmm. that they say, oh, well, my phone's got it. I don't really might not need, you know, got you still got to get your hands on the things. Absolutely. You know, you know, knowledge is great and, you know, education is awesome, but 
getting your hands on it like we did back in the day, I guess you could say, yeah. But uh, definitely hands-on, technology is good, um, but you gotta use it, you know, it's pros and cons. Talk to me a little bit about what challenges you face here uh, as a fire captain. Like, what are you telling, what are you telling fire flares? So we, we, like you said, like we face, you know, we can go from a, a water rescue to an alarm system activation to a, you know, a fire on the 11th floor of a, our high rise. Or we could be on the back of the pier where we were tonight for, uh, you know, a person in distress in the water park or an injury in the water park. Um, you know, we have a lot of, lot of diversity here in the city. Um, single family homes, rooming houses, our summer population swells, goes, oh, yeah. you know, 200,000 plus people on the island throughout the summertime. You know, our shoulder season right now with our, um, you know, our lifeguards are about to get off here in a couple after this weekend. And all that water rescue and that coverage for the beach is on us. You know, they're not yeah. calling anybody else. They're it's calling the fire department. Huge responsibility. So, you know, we take it very seriously here all year round. Um, you know, we get a lot more training done in our off season, shoulder season, winter time. Right. Um, but we're constantly training and we're, perf you know, we're perfecting what we do here. You know, if it's water rescue, if it's high angle for the amusement rides, um, you know, if it's, you know, six story buildings, if it's standpipe operations like we did tonight, yeah. um, you know, we're constantly, constantly training here. And there's really a day, there's not a day that goes by on shift that we're not doing something, learning something, picking up a book, you know, watching a quick video, coming out here in the middle of the winter when it's freezing out and, hey, let's grab the Stokes basket and uh, let's do a little bit of patient packaging or, you know, let's grab the airbags and let's lift the, you know, you know utility that we have in the, uh, in the bay here. Um, so we're constantly, constantly training and being proficient at what we do because we want the public to know what we do and we want them to believe in us when they call for our service that we're the best we can be. Absolutely. Cap, what's it like for you to, to be in a position where you're at now as a fire captain in Wildwood City? And then you see, you know, these young kids that, you know, we interviewed tonight that are 18 years old and, and they're volunteering their time to try to get on somewhere full time. And, I mean, you were there. Mm -hmm. you, were, you were there one time in the same position. Like, what's it like for you now sitting back watching that? I think one of the guys said it earlier. It's like me reliving what I was back then. Right. And, you know, if I can help in any way, pass on any knowledge, you know, help these guys with anything, personal life, firehouse, you know, hey, I don't know where to go get this class, or I don't know this, you know, I have contacts all over the place. I mean, I've, I've been in the, in the department here now for 18 years. So, um, you know, I've, I've learned a lot and I've, you know, met a lot of nice people and a lot of good people within the service that, you know, I just want to make sure that these guys are doing the right thing because that's what the guys, when I came in, were doing the right thing. Saying you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to make sure all your ducks are in a row, you need to make sure you pass that test, don't worry about going out. I know the guys are going to be calling you to go out and do stuff, worry about the test, right. get the test done, get the class done, and then you can go out. So I do see, you know, this all over again for me, and uh, I hope that I could pass on information and wisdom and knowledge and you know hope hopefully these guys will be sitting in, you know in my chair one day or you know be leading a crew of hopefully we'll have an island-wide department one day where you know there's 60 80 guys right. and uh, 
you know, because the staffing on the island is definitely, you know, below below average and stuff like that now. But um, you know, we're they're, they're working on trying to do some stuff. But hopefully, you know, I want to see all these guys. That's why I said to these guys, I said, put some effort into what you talk about tonight, because in ten or fifteen years, you're going to be able to look back, look back, and yeah. see what you yeah. got. So it's an awesome self-reflection, yeah. you know, yeah. to be able to do that. And mm -hmm. and and I agree, that's an awesome thing. What was it like for you, you know, on a personal level? What was it like for you to make captain? I mean, that must have been a big deal for you. Yeah, I mean, I, again, when I first got in here, guys told me, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. And I continued throughout all my years. There was times where the department did not pay. I paid my own way to training. Mm -hmm. Went away far, you know, Baltimore City, you know, FDIC, you know, own classes, Philadelphia to try to take and better myself. And I feel that, you know, over all these years, reading, hands-on stuff, you know, um, I don't want to say that I earned the position, but I've put a lot, a lot of effort and a lot of time even out of my own personal life. To invest. To, be, to, to invest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm making the right calls and I continue to train today. You know, I continue to train the, the guys here in the firehouse and I still take my own classes. You know, if it's on the computer or if it's, you know, going to a seminar or whatever it is, you know, I continue. I continue to read. I continue to stay in the job because once you stop learning about it and not not doing it. That's when you got to stop. That's, that's when it's time to yeah. hang it up. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Once you're done learning or think you're done learning, mm -hmm. then it's time. It's mm -hmm. definitely time to wrap it up. What's your proudest moment here? Uh, in the fire department. Um, proudest moment here. In, I mean, figure eighteen fire. years, bro. That's yeah. I mean, that's some time. Got a few few saves with kids in my career. Um, you know, I've obviously had a couple saves with children. Obviously, a lot more not saves, but I would say uh, the children are probably like my proudest moments. Um, being able to, you know, give their, the loved one back to their family. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, we've lost, you know, like any anything in the service here, you're mm -hmm. going to see, you know, people pass away or bad things happen to people and stuff like that. But I would say proudest moment would probably be uh, the couple times that we were able to, you know, revive kids and, like I said, give them back to their families. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, you know, you can't put a price tag yeah. on something yeah. like that, yeah. So with someone coming in here, uh, you're the captain, they come on to your platoon and they're new. What do you say to them? What, do you, what are your expectations as a captain here? I, I, these guys know I lay out all my expectations right in the beginning. Like when I get a new shift or if you know new guys are coming in, I lay out all my expectations of what I want. I read a little verse to them. Um, it was in like a training magazine. And I say that, you know, we, we should be the varsity, like not being like jocks and walking around and thinking that we know everything but like i was saying earlier continue to train every day learn the craft and be able to be able to put it out on the street to work when time's crucial and you know all everybody here knows on my shift that you know i held them to the expectations if they start to slack off we have a talk and you know, most of the time we don't need to have a talk because the guys and girls on the shift know right. that these are my expectations, and you know they're following right there, and and they want it. They want to 
they want to learn, they want to be out there, they want to be right. doing the job, they want to have fun, you know, because it's not just about coming and doing the job, it's about having fun and, Absolutely. you know, being a family and taking care of one another, so. And, and let's be honest with each other, I mean, and you're working in an environment like this where, you know, it's like a fishbowl, you know, everyone's watching. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have people from all over, all walks, all walks of life mm -hmm. on the boardwalk, everyone's watching you, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the margins are, are, are razor thin. I mean, mm -hmm. you can make mistakes out there. Everyone's going to see it in a moment's notice. So, mm -hmm. uh, I agree with you that you know you always have to be on top of your game, mm -hmm. especially in an environment like this. Mm -hmm. We're a jack of all trades yeah. here. I mean, we go from, like I said, water rescue to high angle rescue to confined space to, you know, rescuing somebody off a, you know, fallen dock that struck their head on a right. piling and now they're unconscious in the water. So, what's your favorite aspect of being here? Um, the family, I mean, obviously the family's the, the best part of it. Um, you know, learning other people's, what, what they do at home, right. you know, what they do in their other departments. Guys are bringing other stuff here that, you know, we might not do. Um, and I love, you know, just the time that I'm able to share with the guys and hopefully be able to give them something personal for them to take back and again, just keep continuing passing it on to, their guys, their departments, um, you know, even other people in, you know, their life that might want to join the service or something like that. Maybe it's something I gave them that they can take back that, you know, one little thing that says, hey, you know what, that person now wants to get into the service because of, you know, just something little that I had, that, right, right. like different perspective wise. Uh, absolutely. So last question I'll ask you, and uh, I, I always like this question, and that is if, if someone were to ask you, what did you contribute to the fire service? You know, in self-actualization, asking ourselves these tough questions, looking in the mirror and saying, "Like, what? What have I done? What? What would? What would your answer be?" I think um, I've done this even when I was even younger, and when the younger guys were coming into, and I think like mentoring guys coming in to the service. Um, you know, it's it's definitely like I said, it's way different now. Like we have, we've hired a, a decent amount of people in the last like six or seven years. Right. When I got hired, they were hiring guys like every maybe five, six, seven years. You know, we've had a huge turnover on retire guys, mm -hmm. and then you know the city was you know grateful enough to be able to give us staffing up to 24 members now. Um, you know, we used to go out of the firehouse here with one member on the on the on the fire engine going wow. to a fire. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, now we're not rolling out of here without less than three guys on on the squad. Um, so I would say, like mentorship to the younger members is what I you know pride myself on throughout the department here. And I know a lot of the you know young guys I feel look up to me and can come to me and they can say, hey, you know, can you help me with this or can you help me with that and you know, they know I'll be there, and even if it's on my off time, they know I'll be able to help them. That's awesome, bro. And you guys are doing a uh, stair climb, right? Yeah, we're gonna do, uh, so my shift gets done at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. We're gonna uh, honor the uh, brothers and sisters for 9-11 and, and do the stair climb back here at Maxwell Field on the uh, bleachers. That's awesome, bro. Listen, uh, it's an honor to meet you. It's a pleasure. Uh, I love the house. Everyone here is just awesome, and it's a testament to, to leadership. I mean, because you know, the house is only as good as the leaders, right? Mm -hmm. And it all starts at the top. So mm -hmm. uh, just continue to do what you're doing here. And I, I see big things uh, for not only your tour, but for the department in general. Yeah, we, we, we greatly appreciate you guys doing this for our department. And um, I know all the members here appreciate what you guys do and get it out there and stuff. And 
I really do appreciate you coming to our 1.2 square mile town and you know yeah. putting us on the map I mean I know people all over the all over the state know us but absolutely yeah but you, you certainly didn't need us to put you on a map. You, nah, you, guys you guys are doing what you, you need guys to do are here. doing. You guys are doing good though by even just telling these little stories. And like yeah. I said, that you know, them, these guys are going to see it in ten or fifteen years, and they're going to be able to look back and reflect on this and say, "Hey, you know, look at what I did ten years ago, and look where I'm at now." Absolutely, so. and and you're you're exactly what we're talking about right yeah. now. I mean, you're you're fire captain here, which yeah. is a big deal, man. Yeah. Thanks, bro. I appreciate Thank you very much. Me. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks again for uh, checking out these interviews. Again, this is part two of Wildwood, and we still have more to come. Hey guys, take a walk with me and I'll show you some of the stuff we have going on here at the Wildwood Fire Department. Come with me. So one of the coolest things we've seen here is how they recognize their past members. I mean, this is the board, this is the board full of chiefs starting 1946 and it just continues down the line. 1971, straight down. But what's awesome about this wall, if we look on this wall, this is our current situation, right? So we have our Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and Delta companies. They take the time to make sure that they have all their members right here for you to see. So it's the past and the present, which I think is pretty impressive. Um, they take a lot of company pride here, and that's, that's a big deal. This continues on even to the photographs. They have their department pictures that go on and on. I mean, this is so cool. We love this type of thing, especially with the fire department history. Uh, they take so much pride in their company and so much pride in their membership. Uh, I, I just think that's outstanding. It's something that uh, every department should strive to do. I mean, it's just awesome. It continues on. Here you'll see on this wall, as we continue down the hallway, here are all your retired members. Think about the time it takes to do this, right? Get photographs of every single retired member, put them in frames, Put them on the wall. Um, I know someone's thinking, what? It doesn't take a lot of time. It really does though. But moreover, it, it takes a lot of honor and pride in your in your department, pride in your company to do this. Uh, I, I was just so impressed with, uh, with this moving down. And it continues right here. I mean, we have photographs of some uh, significant fires. This boardwalk fire here in 2008. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of fire. And it just continues on with some of the jobs they go to. Um, Again, what looks like just photographs, uh, it, it, it's more than that, it's a story. It's a story about the fire department, a story about the culture of the company. Well done, well done. Uh, my name is Brendan Phillips. I've been a uh, fireman with the city of Wildwood since 2014, hired career 2016. Nice, so since 16 you've been a career fireman? Yes. Tell me how it's been different for you now being a career fireman. A uh, lot more responsibility. Yeah. Uh, in a way, it's um, you can take it from two different sides. Where we have the benefit of, you know, we ha we're, we're career department. You know, I'm lucky to be where I am. I love my job, and you know, it's kind of, you made it after so long. Where you were a part-time fireman, EMT, and 
before that civil service test came out and the list came out, you were on the grind here or Cape May City, like all at the same time. And, and so, that's, I love the word grind because that's what it is. I mean, trying to get on somewhere full time, yep. you're taking tests, you know, you're grinding here as a part time. Um, so when you finally get that you know, ticket punch, it's pretty amazing, right? It is. Right. Explain to me a little bit of how that was for you, like once you made it. What was that like emotionally for you? Uh, it, it meant everything to me. Uh, like, like a lot of the guys, I'm born and raised in the city. Okay. Uh, my whole family is farming. Um, I got family on the job here. I got family on the job in uh, PA, and it was just uh, um, amazing experience at the time. Especially, I got hired with one of my closest friends. Oh, that's awesome. So, and he's uh, still here now. He is. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you guys work the same tour. Different tour. He's on. He's on Bravo too. Oh, he's on Bravo. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So. Tonight, uh, we saw you in action that little bit out there with the uh, Stampede operations, and we looked at the uh, boardwalk lay. Right? Yeah. So um, I noticed that you were kind of telling the guys here and, uh, and also the lady in the house, but also North Wildwood, um, some of the operations up there on the boardwalk. How important is it to get a hand line stretched quickly on that boardwalk? Very, it's very important. Uh, we go over pre-plans and training throughout the, the entire year. Um, especially with the boardwalk, we have to be in, in, in very good sync with each other because right. the quicker we can get a line up there, because um, at that point you're, I mean, you're potentially saving a lot of property, especially when, um, up until recently, when we, we, uh, we talked about it tonight with Northwild where, right. um, they just got in their, in their, um, in their gear, right. uh, in, in their equipment, um, two inch hose with two and a half inch connection. So at that time, before that, if we went up with our horseshoe packs for our high rise operations, um, we wouldn't be able to connect to theirs. So that inner, so, that inner connectivity is important and you gotta do it now in training. You gotta do it drilling. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you don't wanna do it when the fire's happening. No. You know? I mean, especially up there with the amount of people, I mean, just us being up there doing the drills, just the amount of people today. Yeah. You know, and, and, Summer's over. Yeah, exactly. and you've got people dipping in and out of buildings, you know, yep. walkways. Uh, I, I took notice of that too. Even when you guys are trying to get your, your drill, people are trying to get past you, walk past you, run past you, duck yeah. underneath you. It's just the way it is here. Right? Yeah, a lot of people are just used to um, the crowd here. That's right. the biggest thing for us. It's, it, it's every day when you see us on the street. So a lot of people don't think anything of it. Right. I mean, we're up there training all the time. We're up there with medical calls. And I mean, the biggest part of us is trying to uh, um, work our way around that and civilian stuff, but we do, we do a very good job at that. What would you say the most challenging thing is uh, for you being a firefighter, like you know, in a resort town like this, where you got an influx of you know, thousands and thousands of people, what are some of the challenges you guys face in the summertime? Uh, I, would, I would say first and foremost, the, uh, the influx in, in um, population, uh, we go, up from you know our residential, uh, like our year-round residents that are right. here, and then right at Memorial Day weekend, you're in upwards of the hundreds of thousands just like, in the like city that. of Wildwood. So, and not not including North Wildwood or Wildwood Crest. So, just that jump is big for us. Like you know, call volume increases, and right. uh, you can see tonight where even uh, we we have eight members on tonight, uh, two ambulances on. Mm -hmm. So we, we do see a lot of um, 
we do see a lot of action call volume wise. Right. So a big significant jump. A busy house. I mean, it's it is a single busy. response house. So you know, there's a lot going on here for a single house. There, yeah, it is. You know, and then what I liked is that you know you guys are taking advantage of this time to train, even when there's people up there because that's really you got you know train like you fight. Yeah, well, so, we're, we're here for them. Yeah, so. absolutely. You know, you're training in ideal conditions where there's actually people up there, and it's not like you're training on a boardwalk that's empty. You know, nah. I, I like that you're doing it while there's people up there because it it really adds to the realness of it. And it know, does. Even yeah. like on a on a um, like towards the end of the season, like there was like you mentioned, there was still a lot of people up there. Yeah. So, and it's good. Like they see our presence up there. Like you know, so, and we get like a good idea of how things are actually going to happen. Like on a on an actual incident. Right. So I, I also took notice to, you know, the public relations that you guys have here in this fire department, you know, every kid you see, you're giving a, a plastic helmet to them. You're engaging yeah. with the parents. I mean, that really goes a long way. It um, does. I mean, is that something that this department focuses on? Would you say? I would say it's definitely a part of our, like one of our um, top priorities is maintaining that um, closeness with the public. Um, knowing that they they can depend on us whenever and you know like you always stress that you you teach kids not to be afraid of firing so when you're able to go out in the street and you see them even the kids that are waving like even if we don't have time to drive by we don't we hock a horn for them or if we can stop you know let them get in the truck take pictures give them a a plastic fire helmet that's huge i mean that that kind of stuff goes a long way you know not only for the parents but people see people take notice that it does everybody walking by they notice that kind of stuff and uh, i think some of the ideals here is that hometown fire department feel. You know, you, you said you're from the town. You know, yep, born and raised. raised. So you, you, you're like inbred in the town, like, and, and that means something to you. So It does. It, it's the, it's the, the ability to help my community that helped me become where I am right. is a, a great feeling for me. So talk to me a little bit about uh, that generational thing with being a firefighter and your family and firefighters, right? Talk to me about that. Ah, it's, um, they're on you at all yeah. times. Yeah. Um, but it was just, uh, I always knew it. There was a, there was a point in my life when I was going to become a fireman, um, whether it be volunteer or career. Right. Uh, I just remember when I came back from college, my grandfather was like, ah, well, it's time. So here's the application. And I fell in love with the fire service, took my AMT and took all the right steps to civil service wise and, and just continue to love Bug bites you, you know. Yep, continue like, to love the job every single day. Yeah, I can't picture doing anything else. So, what what what's one of your focuses when you have new people coming into the firehouse? I mean, um, what's something you take on as a as a role for you? So, with being uh, in my position, I'm I'm a number four guy on my platoon. Uh, when we get new members, new part timers, new uh, new duty crew members, we kind of like shadow them, show them the ropes, um, just like go over the ins and outs of everyday operations. Because a lot of these guys are coming from departments like a lot of rural areas. Right. We got a lot of guys from, um, like we have guys from North Jersey, you know, um, Vineland areas. Of that, I mean, they see different uh, situations than we do. Right. right. But that that's the diver- diversity of Wildwood, and that's what makes Wildwood so unique and so it's so great at the same time. Is that it's all walks of life here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the biggest thing is to incorporate. You know what they already know with right. how we operate. Yeah, because when you're here, you operate the Wildwood way. Yes, you know, it's great to bring other things into the into your fire department because yep. the diversity is amazing. You, everyone can learn something from somebody. 
Absolutely. It doesn't matter how long you've been on. I mean, I, I still learn things every day. Yeah. Uh, especially doing the show. I meet great people and, and we hear things like, man, that's a great idea. And then you go back to your house and you're using it there. Um, right. So I, I love that, the word you use, diversity, because it's a great word, especially in the fire service, because it seems to be that's it's a big deal now. It is. Passing information along, you know, we, I think we've gotten out of our sandbox a little bit, which is a good thing in the fire service. You know, we used mm-hmm. to kind of stay in our own sandboxes. Yeah. Uh, and that, as that has changed. Um, what would you like to see uh, for yourself? What's a personal achievement for you? Uh, honestly, it's the options are, are endless. Uh, but first and foremost, I just want to be that fireman's fireman. Right. So I want to like uh, like take my job very seriously. Keep keep training, keep learning. I mean, it's the be- best part of the fire service is that it it's you never know everything. So even some of the greatest guys, oh, absolutely. Some of the, like Vince and Don, yeah. like all those guys that they've literally will fly out and say, I don't know everything. Yeah, yeah but and the, they'll say, never stop learning. But right? yeah, the willingness to learn is always there. And that's what's great about the fire service. I noticed you're married. Uh, talk to me yeah. a little bit about, about that family commitment, being a firefighter and you know what that, what that means family-wise. Well, I was fortunate where uh, my wife is also in a family of firemen. So she, un- makes it easy. she understands. Um, but she, she's my rock at home. Nice. Uh, we just got married in June. Oh, congratulations. So, I mean, she hasn't tried divorcing me yet, <laughs> so, which is great. Yeah. You can probably cut that That's out. That's a good though. thing. Uh, uh, but, you know, just having her there and, like, she knows how it is. Right. Um, we were, I was also, I'm also, like, a newer member on the Rust team. Uh, and yes. when we had the deployment, uh, you know, I you just say, I just told her, I was like, hey, you know, I gotta go, right. and she understands. Right. So, it's definitely uh, well, her I, I, firefighters in the family. That's a huge plus. For me. It is, and it's definitely, um, it's definitely great to be able to have that communication with her family as well. Absolutely. So, absolutely, brother. I appreciate you talking to us. You know. Uh, thank um, you. It, it's great. It's a great firehouse, and uh, everyone we talk to, everyone we meet, is just uh, it's been it's been outstanding. Yeah. We uh, so we recently had our barbecue here for. Uh, um, our local 50 okay. guys that have moved on to depart other departments and right. and such and the biggest thing is you know people they hold wildwood in such a high regard when it comes to their hiring process like when you see wildwood right. on your resume like i didn't realize it until i started working here like right. where th- these guys like you're like wow you got a lot of stuff thrown at you in a short amount of time you can probably hold your own right so it looks, I mean, and just the fact that they come back here every year and we still, you know, the conversations continue, yeah. the, the stories come back up Absolutely. and it's just great to see everyone and, you know, just having that relationship that will last forever with those guys, no matter where we go is it, one of the only as good as your reputation. Exactly. So you know, and that, that's the most important thing, yep. you know, especially in the fire service. You know, it is. It takes a lifetime to create and a minute to screw it up. Yeah, so, that's very true. Well, thanks again for talking to us. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for having us.
also in the bag, spanner wrenches, um, sprinkler shutoffs, channel locks, chocks, you know, wire brushes just in case it is a little corroded, we can brush them off, and a hose strap. The hose strap can be used, you know, as an anchor, if we're going over the railing somewhere, uh, for doing a well raise, or if, you know, we need a little bit more uh, grip on the hose and we can drag it. So this, this hose, this I call a snakeskin. Toss it. It's you're not you you're not going to use this. I mean this type this type three standpipe is not going to be like they're not grabbing this. So we have the keys for it. <coughs> if you have to, you can break the glass. You just have to be cognizant of you know puncturing your line in the process. But you can see this is just a shell. This thing that has no secured, it's not secured to the boards or anything. From here, like I said, you can have your elbow. Hook your elbow up to your inline pressure gauge. Ensure that it, ensure that it's tight. You know you don't have any leaks, and then you're going to branch off with your uh, your two and a half hose. City of Wildwood tonight, uh, Squad Company 3 and Ladder 2. Uh, we went over the FDC connections and our standpipe operations on the boardwalk. Uh, we went over briefly of the different connections that we have on Mariner's Landing, uh, which is one of our largest amusement piers at the Jersey Shore. And um, we invited North Wildwood down to come down just to go over because this is a high dollar target that we have here we have a lot of responsibility on on the boardwalk on the beachfront um, and I just want my my men and our responding companies coming in from the outskirts of the islands to understand how to operate so at the end of the night um, everyone goes home safe and we protect the property here in the city of Wildwood.